Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and this is another show in a long line of shows that will fill in the void between the 05 season and the 06 season. Let me just tell you that uh, here at the Raider Nation podcast, we look forward to the next season with anticipation and speculation. Need I say that? Because all the Raider fans are speculating on who our head coach is going to be. So, without further ado, let me get into the show. First, some shouts out to Dave Chapman of our contingent Raider Nation in the UK. Thank you, Dave, for your comment. Uh, in this desert time, I like to call it like the desert uh, before the, 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 the fall rains, I'll call them. Because uh, we've got a long time before football starts again for the Oakland Raiders. But there's a lot that's going on, a lot that's happening. And let me remind you, uh, Raider fans, that we do have a whole new ticket situation coming up next season, uh, which is something that's going to be exciting, hopefully good for all fans. We can get uh, some more people there, hopefully some cheaper seats. You know, Mount Davis should be selling for cheap. I've been talking about that for a long, long time. The 66 mob has been shouting it out forever. And so... I just wanted to say that's something that we have to look forward to. Uh, That's a great thing. We have free agency, of course. Uh, We have the draft. There's a whole lot going on here in the Raider Nation. So stay tuned here to the Raider Nation podcast. Let me remind you to vote Podcast Alley. It's still important. And let let me tell you this. Hoorah. Hoorah. Yes, sirree. We beat the Bull Talk. Finally, we're actually... A show above the Boat Talk. So it's Bolt Talk and something else and then the Raider Nation podcast. And I can attribute this to one thing, Raider fans. There is nothing like a Raider fan. Unlike the Bolt fans, as soon as they fold up and put their their uh, tents away and all their powder blue jerseys and their corduroys and their OP shorts, as soon as they pack all those away because the team failed to meet what it was supposed to do, They had all the talent for it, I'm surprised. But they failed nonetheless, and look where the fans went. Like cockroaches when the lights come on, scurrying for cover, not one to be found. Poor Bolt Talk. Yes, I'm so sorry. Charger Ray. Charger Ray, I'm sorry. Your fan constituency is weak because they're Charger fans. That's all i got to say about that. Another news uh, in the Raider Nation. Of course, this is old news, but I still have to comment on it. Turner goes to the Niners. Now, if you check out our website, you'll see that uh, my good brother, uh, Randy the Raider, he's put up a great little shot there of North Turner and Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers' new neighborhood. You should check it out, Raider Nation Podcast or RaiderNationPodcast.com. Check it out. It's a great thing to see. It's funny. Uh, he did a great job. So, just check it out. Uh, keep your comments coming, especially when it comes to free agency and the draft. And it's start, starting to heat up here pretty soon. We do need to find a head coach, and that goes to our show. Titles, of course. Coaching Conspiracy. An interesting look at who they've hired so far in the NFL. Ryan is staying. And I'm happy about it. But, really, some people are wondering if it's a good thing. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll go into some of the free agents available that I think are really good. And we could could definitely help our team out. However, will we have the money? 
That's the thing that uh, has concerned me from the beginning because we're 30 million over. And if we keep Collins, please, heaven forbid, um, we're not going to have the money to do what we got to do to make it right here in Raider Nation. So I hope that Al um, hasn't fallen for Kerry Collins like in my last podcast, but whatever. We can't do anything about that. We just have to keep on keeping on. So I've been thinking about the eight teams that hired coaches lately. As we have been in the market, as everyone else has, and interviewing, maybe not as fierce, but we've been interviewing for a head coach, as everybody knows, because everyone has speculated about it. The Raider Take has 32 comments on just that article alone, and it's for good reason, because nobody, everybody has a great opinion, but nobody knows what Al's going to do. Um, there's some people saying he's in a coat pick from the inside. There's some people saying that we're waiting for uh, the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which, you know, who knows? I kind of hope it's him. I think he's got the moxie for it. I think he'll do a good job for us. But whatever, whoever he hires, I hope he gets it going because, uh, we, like we said, we have free agency coming up. We have a draft. He's got to pick assistant coaches with the exception of uh, the defensive coordinator, which is a whole other issue I'll go into later. But let's look at the coaches that have been hired. Brad Childress, Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton, Eric Mangini, Scott Linehan, Rod Marianelli, and Gary Kubiak. Now, of all those names, does that sound familiar as a head coach? Well, heck no. You know why? Because none of them have had head coach experience. None of them have had a record in the NFL as leading teams to victory or defeat. Either way. Now, the funny thing is, some of these same coaches didn't get a promotion in their own organization. Hmm, I wonder why they didn't get kicked up to head coach. Could it be a power issue? Now, here's a speculation here. I just want to throw it out there. Could it be a power issue? Just listen to me for a second. Some believe that the reason that no veteran coaches were hired so far this season is the GMs and the owners, the vice presidents of the organization, and owners like Al balance the wisdom of hiring a person who could undermine their power. Really, just think about it. Let's face it. If someone like Martz wins a Super Bowl, so say he won a Super Bowl back then, then he demands all kinds of things that really were out of his control and really he had nothing to do with, but he's untouchable. So, in order to keep him going and keep the fans happy and the players happy, they keep him and they give him these special powers. Thus, you know, you've seen it before with Parcells going to do coaching and GM. So, he takes over, literally takes over the GM position. That's a power grab. Okay, now some GM got fired over that. So, what's happening here is they're hiring all new head coaches are new coaches that have no head coaching experience because they don't have a history. And that the fans haven't fallen in love with them. The owners don't know about them yet. They're new to the organization, so they don't have the power grab, and they can't demand that GM's job doing both coaching and GM work. So that's the theories that some believe. I, on the other hand, believe it's pure economics. The new guy or the new coach is surely to demand less money 
And let me tell you, with no salary cap on coaches' salaries, I'm sure the owners had figured it out by now. To avoid the next $4 million a year coach, we have to be together on this. And you can see it's blatantly obvious. Somebody up there decided that it would be a lot cheaper, and so they all went with the same plan. Okay? So, there's there are way too many dramas that happen at the end of the season. Every every season there's drama. No matter what happens in the season, as far as coaching goes, as far as those head coaches go, and all those other teams go, it doesn't matter to me because Al has always set himself apart from the rest. So, I see that Al is probably the, the best as far as money management goes because we know that Al goes for the money. Now, the way it seems to work is good coaches are like draft picks. You don't know if you've got a winner until they play. And that goes for, obviously, retreads and has-beens and new guys. So how are you going to really sit there and figure out Who's going to be our new coach and who's going to be the best at it? We can speculate all day long, but until we see him play, it's not going to make any difference. I personally feel that Al is the smart cat in this situation. I think that he is waiting to see what lays at the bottom of the tree at the end of the day, all the apples that fell, that is, and see the one that's not bruised or rotten and pick it up and take it. And I think that Al's going to do it at a bargain price, like he did with Gruden and like he will do with this next coach. Because, like I said, the owners are trying to avoid the $4 million a year coach. And I know that no organization wants to do that, well, with the exception of the, I'm going to throw money at everything Washington Redskins. Now, how long has that billionaire been throwing money at that team? And look where it's got him so far. So, I think the other owners are smarter. I think they're in this as a business, not as a toy like that character. And, you know, we'll see. But uh, so goes the conspiracy on coaching. I just thought I'd throw that out because it just seems blatantly obvious to me. Okay, regarding free agents for the Raiders. Well, unless we have some cap room, we're $30 million over now. I think Sapp will probably be gone. I also think that uh, Collins will be gone or restructure so heavily that we, he won't be in, uh, a, a problem for our cap. I'd like to see him leave altogether because he is a position that uh, we need to pick up. I believe we need to pick up two, yes, two quarterbacks, not just one. We need to pick up two because I do not think that Tui is the man for the job in Oakland. Um, he's He's been burned here too much. I think there's just too much baggage and it's time for him to move on. Better for him, better for us. Get some new blood in here and get some new things going on. So let's look down at the quarterbacks available, um, <clears throat> which is kind of interesting. Culpepper, you think you'd like to be reunited with Moss? <laughs> Boy, there'd be a whole lot of emotion and uh, drama on the field if Culpepper came to Oakland. But hey, you know what? He's a great quarterback. 
I like him. I like what he's done. He's got a stronger arm than Collins and way more accurate at that. And he can run. Maybe not so much anymore because he's been battered over the years. However, I think he's still got a lot to offer. And them losing him is a wrong move for them. But, hey, whatever. I'll take, I'll take Culpepper. Here's another one. Drew Brees. Now, they say the Chargers won't let him go. But I think the Chargers might let him go. Depending upon his injury, depending upon what they do, because they have a huge cap. They got a lot of money. They can keep him, but maybe they'll decide to pump up their rivers, their, uh, their second-string quarterback. So let's see what happens there, And because he played very well. So I think maybe Drew Brees might be available, uh, but who knows? We'll see. Mike McMahon of the Lions also Underrated quarterback, Some, a lot of people don't like him. I like him. I think he's a great kid. I think he's young, and he's got a lot of talent. Um, he can scramble. He can throw. He throws a bullet, man. He throws a great, great pass. Some have been talking about David Carr. Now, David Carr, I don't believe is available, but he could be got, got out, I believe. I, I don't know if they're happy with him. I don't know about their new coaching situation or what's happening over there. But Carr's a good candidate, too. Um, hasn't won a lot, but he hasn't had a real team around him a lot. So we'll see. That's just some of the quarterbacks. Those are the ones I was thinking of for the Raiders. Defensive line. Buck Rasmussen of the Patriots. What a monster. He'd be a great pickup. Carl Fowler of the Bengals. Another one. Great choice if we can get him away. Linebackers. Uh, Maurice Wilkins of the Bengals. Excellent if we could get him. But these are going to cost money, folks. Kendrell Bell's available for the Steelers. Let's pick him up. Tony Gilbert of the Jags. There's an unsung hero right there. He's a great defensive mind. we got to get him. Jags had an awesome defense this year. Stephen Cooper of the Chargers. I'm telling you, these are great players that we could pick, i.e., if we have the money. Here's another place. Place kickers. I think it's time for Jankowski to pack his bags. I think that his stay here in Oakland needs to be... Let me say this. Jankowski, last year, at 68% of his kicks in a year that we needed every single point, was a joke. It was a joke because there were a lot of those were gimmies and he blew them. That shows me that he has no desire to stay with the Raiders. So, here's my idea. Let's just get a free agent kicker and put him in there and see where Jankowski goes with it. If he can step up to the plate and do a good job, they don't have to worry about it. If he can't and the other guy does a much better job, guess what, Jankowski? Nice talking to you. Thank you for dropping, you know... Are dropping down to 68%, worse than the NFL. We can't have that. We need every single point. Jay Feely of the Falcons is an awesome kicker. Lawrence Tynes of the Chiefs, another awesome kicker. We need to get somebody, get him in here, and get him going. Uh, offensive tackles. I don't know about you guys, all this raving about the offensive line last season. Well, it sucked. Sims was crap, and when we lost Walker... Uh, which wasn't actually the best guy, but he had a lot of penalties. However, he did do some pretty good blocking. I think he's too big and slow, too. Uh, Walter Jones and Floyd Walmack of the Seahawks are available. We should go after them right away, and uh, that should be the end of that. 
because as far as I'm concerned, the offensive line needs a lot of work, and it uh, it needs some new blood because evidently, right? Either it's Robert Gower. I know Barry Sims is getting worked over in every game, no matter what's going on. I think Sims should be definitely off the Raiders, and we need to put somebody else in there. We got to get the offensive line shored up some so that whoever's back there has an opportunity to make some plays. Uh, that's, let's root for the offense this year instead of the defense. What do you think? But that goes on to our next story. Rob Ryan stays with the Raiders. With the Jets hovering over, yes, those mean green jet machines hovering over, trying to see if they can pick a chick right out of the Oakland nest, wasn't going to happen. Or should I say, Mob Ryan is staying. Ryan declined comment Thursday, but Mike Lombardi said they were in close. They were close to a deal with Ryan. Then, bam, a three-year deal. No money was mentioned. Just in time, like I said, Eric Marajani or whatever is Margini. I think that's what his name is. All these new names going to be tough to start talking about these coaches. Wanted to take Ryan from the Raiders. Hit the road, Jethead. Ryan is a Raider, and I hope he is for many years. He's the hope of our defense. Now, this does affect the head coach job, like I said. As you know, most head coaches name their own staff to include the defensive coordinator. Now, is Ryan the man or not the man? And I'll have to tell you, there's a big controversy, which I didn't think, but there's a lot of people with some good points. There are some people who say his record sucked. You know, being 27th in the in the league is nothing, in all categories this season, is nothing to be proud of. The lowest interception five of any team in the NFL, that's not a good thing to talk about either. So our defense really, numbers-wise, didn't show up as being incredibly good. But is it my imagination or not that the only thing that kept this in any of the games this year was the action of the defense on the field, not only in critical situations, but all downs. And yes, we did get some plays that got away from us. It wasn't like people beat us all day long and the defense was just being worked. That's not the case. The defense would be out on the field all day long and they would get tired, of course, and that's what happens to good defenses that turn to be bad defenses because you can't hold back the water forever. You only got so many fingers and toes. So when you're out there working and your offense goes three and out every single set of downs, then, you know, you get tired. You get not only tired, it's emotionally draining. You think there's no way we're going to get out of this hole and as you see the points mount for the other team. I will say that Rob Ryan, in my opinion, is a Raider. He looks like a Raider. He coaches like a Raider. He is the most emotional individual on the sideline, period. The whole game, including players, the only one I saw with any insane emotion, screaming, yelling, you know, obviously emotionally entrenched in the game, Rob Ryan. Also, Jordan throwing his helmet a couple times. I saw Burgess get pissed. I saw some players get pissed. But I'll, I'll tell you, as far as the coaching staff goes, Ryan was the only one that was making it happen. He was the only one that was impressing upon his players what's happening off the end when they came off the field, congratulating them, giving. Now, Turner was standing there like Mr. Rogers looking at his neighborhood, 
But Ryan is the man. I think he will be the man. I think this defense will improve as our offense gives them a couple of minutes to take a breath, and they see that the offense is actually going to help them to win the game. That is a big thing. It happened with the Bills. They played an awesome game. Offensively, they played well. Defensively, they played well. You can't expect the defense to play well and the offense sucks. That's the end of that. So the controversy, as far as I'm concerned, is not a controversy. I think Rob Ryan did an excellent job with what he had. What he had were rookie players in new positions that had been changed when they came into the NFL. These are rookies, mind you. First year in camp, first year with the Raiders, and, you know, Kirk Morrison, Jared Cooper. I'm, I could go on and on and on. Um... Ryan Riddle, these guys uh, did a excellent, excellent job. And they came up big uh, for being rookies. And I think next season they'll be even more intense. Uh, they got a good group. We have to get some defensive linemen because we're going to surely lose Sap and probably Washington. Two old guys, man. They're, we got to get some power in the front. We have to get pressure in the front to make it happen. Uh, and in that, I hope we get some new blood. So Rob Ryan Stan, that's it. And that is the end of the Raider Nation podcast for today. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for frappering. Use a little frapper map and put your pin on there and put your picture on there so I can check it out. You know, Raider fans, uh, the Raider Nation doesn't die off. At the end of the season, it stays strong, unlike the Bolt fans, who fade quickly. And that's what uh, good old Charger Ray is going through right now. Poor old Ray's out there by himself. You can hear the crickets in Charger country. Don't lose up, though, Charger Ray. They'll come back. As soon as you guys start winning some games, those fans will be right back in the stands. And then when you're losing, you can give me a call. And maybe, uh, maybe you're a Closet Raider fan. I don't know. So that's the Raider Nation podcast show for the day. You all be safe. I will be telling you what's happening. As soon as we get a new coach, it should be any minute now. Can you believe it? I can't either. Al Davis got all of us, everybody in media, everybody I love. We're all excited. What will the Raiders do? I am Raider Greg, and I am out.